This next year, our team here at Rest Strategies will celebrate 10 years in business. Our guest today on Cold Oatmeal has been running his business for 153, with a little help from his father, his grandfather, and his great-grandfather. Kazachex is a men's clothing store located in downtown Lansing, about a block from the state capitol. It was founded the year the Civil War ended. Yes, you heard that right. Whatever the business, if you can manage to last from Lincoln to Trump, you've got a story to share. And David Kazachek is here to tell us that story today. You're listening to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Are we recording a new intro this season? Why? I'm just wondering. Are you saying that you've had enough of Sarah Humbry? No, 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 no. I, mean, I, I love Sarah. I would like to be a part of the intro. I think that right. would be nice. Well, why don't we work that little line in? That was good. Yeah. I'll, I'll find a spot for it. Welcome to Cold Oatmeal, a podcast by the Rush Strategies team about PR and public affairs. Really? I was distracted staring at Joe's cold oatmeal. Yeah, well, it's here. He's got it on his It's, on it's his always here. It's always here. And by the way, the, the, the ratio of like, fruit to disgusting is like 1 to 10. It's got some disgusting stuff in some fruit. There's nothing disgusting. One part fruit. What's, what, what in there is disgusting? I don't even know what's in it. But it, it looks like cucumber mash and maybe a couple of chopped apples. Did you have Burger King for breakfast? What was your... <laughs> Welcome back. You're listening to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. We are the Rest Strategies team at reststrategies.com. We are a public affairs and a public relations firm based in downtown Lansing, Michigan. Today we're going to be talking to one of our neighbors, also a fixture of downtown Lansing, maybe a bit longer than we've been around. Just a little. Just a little. Uh, but again, one of, those, one of those bucket list guests that we've talked about internally when we put, put together the list of people who we wanted to have on to get a perspective of of things and maybe not necessarily from a PR perspective, but certainly from a marketing, how to run a business, um, how to work with customers, clients. I'm not sure there's a better example of who we could talk to than our guest today. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to let uh, everyone here run around the Rest Strategies team, introduce yourselves. Joe Beshi. Nick Deleuze here. Nikki O'Mara. Stephanie Vancouvering. I did want to offer a public service announcement. I got a concerning email. Actually, it was a text from a, a faithful listener who got so so involved with the last episode that she drove past her exit on the highway. Wow. So this mm-hmm. is, we might need to put a disclaimer on, on cold oatmeal, a, mm-hmm. a safety disclaimer for people maybe not to listen while they're driving or maybe they should pay, yeah, they should pay closer attention to the road. But <clears throat> um, again, you can listen to us. We're at restrators.com. Also the cold oatmeal podcast.com. We are on iTunes. If you want to subscribe, we've picked up a couple su- subscribers over the last since the last time, so you can go into iTunes and find us there, and you can subscribe. And every time the podcast gets loaded onto the website, you get a little alert, and you can listen to it there. I also always want to send a special thanks to Brian Western and Pete Mowry of Western and Mowry, who help us out with the music, um, westernandmowry.com. And you can hear them on iTunes and Spotify. And also Nick Piazza at nickpiazza.com. Uh, he's on iTunes, and he helps us with the music. So today we are going to talk to... Uh, Two gentlemen um, connected to a staple, a signature, a staple of downtown Lansing. Um, David Kozacek, president of Kozacek's, it's a men's clothing store in Lansing. And Matt McLeod, general manager, Kozacek's is with us too. David brought him along, and I can tell you, our, we have a full house. <laughs> we have never, I don't think we've ever packed so many people into, into our s- little humble studio as we do today. But 
For those who don't know, Kazachex is a men's clothing store in Lansing, and it has a pretty amazing story. So the state of Michigan is only 28 years older than Kazachex. Um, the store was founded the year the Civil War ended. I found that when I was looking. That's that is, that yeah. is an astounding. Abraham Lincoln was president. Abraham Lincoln was president. What was Abe yeah. like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was one of the first customers. Yeah. So it's four generations. Uh, started by Henry, then Lewis, Richard, and now David. Uh, and today we're going to hear the story of Kazachex, along with Matt joining David. So I'm just going to open this up. We're it's casual. I know when I went and I stopped by. It was very nice. I don't I don't know David well, but I stopped by to make this request to see if he would be willing to come on and tell the story. And he uh, he graciously invited me back to his office, and he said, Matt, because you're asking, I will, I will come on your podcast. And I think that right there exemplifies the, the customer service and the approach that you probably have been, you and your, your father, grandfather, and great-grandfather before have been uh, providing of customers for 153 years. So tell us about, what's the Kazachek story? Well, I, I would tell you that I worked with my grandfather and I worked with my father and uh, I'm I think I I started in 1965 if not a little bit before and uh, I mean I started as a youngster working in the store so it's um it just has a wonderful heritage and it's really just about serving the community we happen to be in the men's clothing business but we're we're just we're in business to serve the community, and that's what we've done all these years. And it's been, in my mind, it's been a privilege. It isn't something that I'm just saying. It's something that I feel. And um, I've been lucky enough to, to have wonderful people rowing the boat with me. Uh, and it's all about having nice people and people that are not there to make a sale, but they're there to be of service. And so that's the culture that we have. And um, m along with Matt, uh, we've, just, we've just built a wonderful team. And uh, so we're very proud of it and, and very grateful. It, did you always know that you were going to run the store? Or did you, what would you have done if you weren't running Kazachex today? I always enjoyed the hospitality business. When I was in college, I worked in a couple hotels. But I... I just I started there when I was about 12 years old, working in the scout department and the boys' department, and uh, it just came natural to me. And what better way to be able to spend time with your grandfather, who I was very close to, and with my father, who I was very close to, and um, so it was it was a privilege back then, and um, and it and it it is today really a privilege to to be in business for this long a period. You know, Matt, when I met with, when I met with David to, to set this up, he immediately said, you know, Matt talks about this, talks about the business better than I do. Well, I don't know. I've, I'm kind of the designated historian. I wrote a book about the store for our 150th anniversary, so I did a lot of research. And I've been around a long time. Uh, <laughs> I started working for Dave's mom and dad when I was 15. Oh, wow. And I'm 59 now, so a long time. So, and David's comes by it natural he does his dad was the exact same way i didn't have the i didn't that i came along the year his grandfather passed away so i didn't meet him but i feel like i know him very well and uh and i i think that's one 
of the common things, common threads that this store has carried on. I, I suspect Henry was the same way, and and Lewis certainly was, and Richard and David, and our people. We talk about it often because you you look at some of the old pictures, and there's there's been a lot of souls that have passed through that door over the years, and 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 most of them, without exception, have worked there for many many years. So it speaks volumes about a, a company when people come and they stay, and the family it treats everybody just you know just just like family, and uh, so you you uh, you appreciate that. I had a chance to go through the book. It was fascinating um, seeing a lot of the the old historical pictures and the, yeah. the flyers and the advertisements. I, I was interested to learn that you guys didn't start as a clothier. Um, it, it was sort of a general store in a mill. Mill, um, millinery. I, yeah. I, do you still sell gold-plated aluminum spoons? Is that still in the inventory <laughs> anywhere? Is there a market for those? Yeah, right. well, everything goes in cycles, so I right. suppose maybe it'll come back. So, obviously, you can't speak for 153 years, but I, I'm guessing there may have been some stories passed on from generation to generation. Who is the most famous customer who's ever walked through the doors of Kazajek's? Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett, Bennett comes oh. to mind. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was, uh, In our lifetime, anyways. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was performing out at the university, you know, at Wharton. And uh, he came in and uh, spent a, a little bit of time there. And, you know, there were other customers in the store and, of course, people became aware that he was in there and uh, it was kind of exciting he was very down to earth and very kind so you return customer when he came back to town or is no, this a one time one, one time one time do you guys keep track how many governors have you dressed i think we've dressed most of them not all hmm. but most of them who, who was the in in your lifetime i you don't have to speak for your great-grandfather but who was the best dressed governor i mean who just who had it if I remember, I think James Blanchard dressed very nicely. I mean, he wore clothes. They, I mean, his suits always looked. Governor Milliken. Milliken governor yeah. Milliken was probably one of the kindest yeah. people you ever want to meet right. as a governor. Yeah. Do you know? Have you ever thought? Are there any Kazachek suits hanging in the portrait wall of the Capitol? That the governor, who, when the governor got his portrait painted, is wearing one of your suits. And do you have any idea? Yeah, Jennifer Grant. I don't have the answer. You know, uh, uh, gov- governor. And, and I would have to say that Governor Go Engler uh, is extremely kind and just a, a been a wonderful friend. And um, so perhaps his suit, if there's a picture uh, in the Capitol, it would be our suit uh, for Governor Engler. Mm-hmm. That would be a sure, th- sure thing. See if we can get the inside label sewn into the, the mm-hmm. bottom corner of the mm-hmm. portraits. <laughs> so I, I've I have always been amazed, and you know I'm not a Lansingite. I, I moved here from from Indiana, but I've always been amazed that a store like yours, like Kazachek's, can succeed in a city like Lansing. And I don't mean that necessarily as a slight to Lansing, really, but we're not a big city. I wouldn't say that we are on the cutting edge of fashion trends here in town. How have you made it work here? I would say the. Fifty percent of our customers are not from Lansing. Yeah. Maybe even mm-hmm. more, more than, than that. that. Yeah. Uh, we get people from Indiana <laughs> yeah. and uh, throughout the state of Michigan, and uh, it, it's just a, a, a very small. It's it's a slice that is from from the Lansing area, but there's a much uh, greater uh, number that are, are not from this area. How are you reaching those people? Do you have certain tactics, or is it word of mouth? Or what do you think? A lot of it's word of mouth mm-hmm. and just reputation. You know, growing up, you know, you would, 
you would always people would always find you through the yellow pages. Today it's all about it's Google, Google and yeah. Google reviews. That's probably one of the best uh, methods. And uh, I was fascinated when I first became aware that Google reviews pe that drives people uh, to a business today. And of course, our billboards uh, have been uh, part of the equation. How, how yeah. far out is your farthest billboard? Can you rival Bronner's who have, like, right when you get on I-75 in Florida, they have... <laughs> I can't rival Bronner's. They do a wonderful job, but yeah. I can't rival Bronner's. So we, we stay within probably a uh, 100-mile radius. Okay. But I do think Google has certainly given us more entree to young people. And that, to any business, is... I mean, you can be 100 years old, but if you don't bring in new people because those old customers retire... They move away. They pass away. You have to keep your store young. I mean, even though we're—I always say—we're we're probably the youngest old store because our actual customer base is fairly young. He's eighteen to thirty-five yeah. is, is our demographic. Yeah. I used that's, to that's say that's who everyone's shooting for. Yeah. I used to say that I knew eighty percent of the people that walked in our store, and I did for many years. Yeah. But today, I probably know twenty percent or less. It's all new customers today for us, and we're very grateful for that. So we're in the, we're in the heart of downtown Lansing. Your, your store is a block away from the Capitol. Downtown has looked a lot of different ways over mm -hmm. the last 150 years. Was there ever a moment, was there ever a time that you, you thought it's time to pack up and, and move someplace, or was this always, was downtown Lansing always going to be home and you were? No, last gonna... week I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm always I'm always have an open mind, and I'm always thinking, is there a better better place for us? Uh, right now, downtown seems to con it continues to be the right place for us, but I'm I will always have an open mind and and uh, always thinking uh, about it. It just it's it happens to to work right now. Well, it's an interesting time in your in your business, and by business I mean just retail. Retail with the this, the news about Sears and the bankruptcy mm -hmm. and, the, and the closing of these gigantic stores and the decline of the the yeah. suburban shopping mall, yep. and I'm I was guessing there was probably a poll at some t some points like you know we need to go, maybe we need to go be in a mall or go get out of here and not be a signal a single location and, and go do some try something different. My father always felt that the quality shopper came downtown to shop. Mm -hmm. He didn't go to a mall. That was his that was his feeling. And I think he was right in retrospect. I think he was very right. So I have tried to um, stay true to that. Stay true, and because um, that was his that was his belief. And I don't think it's changed too much. So I I kid a little bit about leaving downtown. Um, not that I wouldn't entertain it if an opportunity came, but uh, right now it's 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 good for us. Talk about those those lessons that you learned from your father, because I. I I picked up in looking at the book and in talking with you earlier that there are some there are some core principles and some some lessons to business that have been passed along from from the beginning until now. Talk most about most of it really was just m modeling him and, and just watching him and listening to him. It isn't anything that he sat down and talked to me. It's just when you work side by side with somebody that you love and respect, you just uh, you tend to do as they do uh, to a degree and I think that's that's how I develop my 
whatever ability that I have today uh, just by being close to him and to my grandfather. What is, do you have a son? What's going to, what is your succession plan for Kazachex? I don't, I do not have children. So um, I just, uh, I, I have wonderful people that work with me. And so I, I tell people, because I do get that question, and I just say, well, wait and see. And uh, I think about it, and, uh, and it weighs heavy on me. But um, I, so I try to take care of my health and uh, take care of the people that work with me and make sure they stay healthy. Joe has wonderful parents, but he's willing to be adopted. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's yeah, the, sharpest, this is the sharpest dresser we have <laughs> here in the office. Right. I don't know about that. If um, it weren't for Carl, I would be com- a complete lost soul. <laughs> <laughs> but. How do you guys navigate changing uh, men's fashion? I And I think of, this is a very dated reference, but I think of the show Cheers. And if you watch an episode from the first season of Cheers, they're all in very like slim fitting, nice. Uh, I I consider nice looking stuff. And then if you like watch through and you get to the last season, in the early '90s, they look terrible. And <laughs> it happened in just the span of a, of a decade. But uh, how do you how do you decide like oh we're gonna we're gonna go along with this or we're gonna ride this out or what's what's the what's the process? Well, we buy about one year in advance, nine to twelve months in advance. We buy. And uh, we're always, Italy kind of sets the trend. And so we're always reading and, and uh, we're in New York on a regular basis. And so, uh, you know, we take our direction, honestly, from the Italians. And uh, you should be able to go into any store, whether it's in, on the East Coast or, or West Coast, uh, or let's any big city, Chicago, and, uh, and find the same things in our store that you might see if you're in New York or Chicago. And um, so we try very hard to stay on top of uh, the newest trends, but at the same time, we're un- we understand our demographic and we understand uh, we're in the Midwest. And so we, we try to uh, tailor it uh, for our area. Mm-hmm. So what's the latest out of Italy? What, 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 what are the hottest new trends that you guys are? Well, coats are, uh, you know, soft, uh, coats. soft coats are very strong, you know, that you wear with jeans. And, uh, you know, coats are a little shorter. They're a little trimmer. Uh, that being said, not everybody's build uh, can handle uh, trimmer and shorter. So you have to dress for your body type. And uh, we just try to guide people uh, to wherever their comfort level may be and what we think is complimentary on them. So I think I know the answer to this because you both showed up wearing very nice neckties. But the last eight years, we've seen an abolition of the necktie in Lansing. Thank you, Governor Snyder. Um, are, are those gone or are those going to stay? Are, are we going to see ties come back with the next governor? Well, if it's Gretchen, maybe not. But. Maybe, and, um, but, but maybe it is and she's not wearing them. But yeah. I, I, just, I just wonder what, if but, the nerd's out of there. Oh, if, I, don't, uh, I, I think some of it is... Uh, I mean, just speaking from the experience, we still sell a lot of ties. I mean, there's a lot of men still wearing ties. You know, you 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 both have yours on. Matt forgot his today, <laughs> um, but forgets his no, every. No, I mean, I I don't see it going away. I was excited before Rick Snyder. I think it will come back. <laughs> I, I think it. I mean, our the suit business is is very strong, and and with every suit, there is usually a necktie that goes with it. I mean, though you don't have to. You know, some people don't wear a tie. Yeah. With their are there, suit, but. Are there well, any trends either of you would love to see come back? The, Things the cape. That you're, 
a big fan of personally? I can't. Leisure I can't, suits. I can think of something that I wouldn't want <laughs> yeah, to come I, back. Yeah, what wouldn't you want to come back? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 from a selling and, and tailoring standpoint, double-breasted suits were always a challenge. And so I would say I do not want double-breasted to come back. You know, Casual Friday came in <clears throat> probably a dozen years ago. And we, we were aware of it. Uh, we respected that people started to dress down. But we, we never uh, acquiesced. We always just stayed, stayed, true. St- stayed the course. And uh, our windows were always trimmed with suits and ties. And uh, we believe that the executive uh, uh, is always going to have a, a coat, maybe not a tie, uh, but always going to at least have a coat on. And... Um, especially when they're meeting clients. And uh, so we just try to give that subtle direction and uh, uh, encourage people to, um, you know, uh, be cognizant of, of how they look and how they present themselves. Talk about the window, because I noticed, I noticed in, in, again, flipping through the book, that I, that dates all the way back to Henry, doesn't it? He talks about the use of the store window mm-hmm. and the storefront window right. to to market and advertise. And I mean, the, the window displays and the mannequins that you have currently, I mean, are probably the, the signature part of what you, know, you see as you obviously are approaching the store. Yeah, oftentimes it's what draws people in to the store mm-hmm. is what's in the window. It's the silent salesperson, yep. you know, are your windows. And it's very subtle. But, it's, yeah. it, uh, but the displays do sell a lot of merchandise. I think the Instagram, like, suit of the day look is yeah. uh, is a really every time i see that i'm like man i look like crap i need to <laughs> <laughs> i need to do something about it i don't look this good well you know david so you started in 90 you took over in 1997 right and that's right about the exact time the internet started to get get going um and i'm curious how so you're the you're the first of the four of the four generations to kind of run the business in the, in the internet age yeah. Talk about how that has either changed your approach or tried and true things that you have known. I don't think it changed uh, my approach. I probably was um, so busy, I just kept my head down and kept working. I, you know, um, when you're running a business, you're always nervous. At least I I am. Am I going to succeed? And and I don't know that I ever... uh, take it for I, I will never take it for granted that um that we're as successful as we should be and uh, so i'm aware of the internet i i don't compete with it and uh, we try to carry quality we don't compete on price and uh, we just uh i so i so i guess the bottom line for me is i'm aware of the internet and if people want to take advantage of it and for convenience i understand it but we're just going to continue to do what we do our business has only increased substantially and so whatever we're doing it's it's working so i'm just going to continue to do what we've been doing and um, but we continue to fine-tune it and we have little mini meetings like this uh, like you probably do with your team and we always say what can we do better you know how can we, how can we hug our customer um, a little better by saying thank you, making sure they know how much they're appreciated, and so that's what we continue to do. And uh, whether it's, it, we we just continue to brainstorm. Mm-hmm. Amazon can't beat Carl. 
No, that's right. No, that's well, exactly right. And, and the internet is great, but it doesn't have the human. There's still something about the service that you get from a a one-on-one service from a human. If it means something, some people it doesn't mean anything to. You 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 can't, you know, but. There's a lot of people that do want to be taken care of. There's probably a couple hundred stores that I'm aware of, like ourselves, throughout the country, and that are all doing very well and that are healthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there is room for personalized service. And um, so that's that's what we count on, just that there will be people that will appreciate that. Well, and it seems like the, what, that, what it's given you is the tool to take that storefront window and share the window to people far and wide so your daily your daily your suit of the day on facebook is yep. that for the person who can't walk by your store that day mm-hmm. they get to see what the front of the store looks like that yeah day. and if true. people can't come to our store or they don't want to come downtown and you know look for a, a parking spot we will come out to their office. You'll do that? And we will come out to their office. Uh, Matt, right down the street. <laughs> if I don't want to walk a block, <laughs> it's a snowy have, day and you don't want to but, go outside. But we do have customers that, that ask us to come to their office. We have uh, a gentleman that we have recently brought in that will uh, do full custom, bring the fabrics, whether it's shirts or suits, and uh, he'll come to your office, measure you, and... You never even have to step foot in the store. Mm-hmm. We want people to come to the store because it's a it's it's part of the experience. But if those those people that can't, we will we will go right to the office. Is that just a custom suit thing? Like you'll come in and you'll you'll come to them and you'll measure it and then they'll kind of pick out the fabric or it, or do you bring a whole bunch of coats and we can do it either way. Yeah, wow. we can do it either way. Maybe we should have a suit day here at Rush <laughs> Strategies and. Make Carl yeah, I don't have a suit. Down the street. <laughs> so you mentioned you you get together brainstorm ideas. Have you ever? Yeah, there's any f- big failed experiment, any big thing you Absolutely. either you or your dad or grand granddad tried that whoa, you know, popcorn I, Thursdays was not. I a don't good know idea. if there was any any one thing that comes to mind, but we certainly uh, just in uh, the ten, tenure that Matt and I have been running running the company, we, we've we've. You know, I always say, you know, can we hit a home run or do we get to second base? And sometimes you don't even get to second base. So, you know, some of our events have, have been very successful and others have fallen flat. Mm-hmm. I, but but we continue to always reinvent uh, things. People are busy today, and I understand, you know. You mentioned the events. Is there any truth to the rumor that your appearance on this podcast is going to give Matt bonus points at the next Dapper Dads event? Oh, I'm sure it will. <laughs> I'm sure it will. It is my birthday, so I thought maybe. Oh. <laughs> and Dap- this Dapper Dad uh, event, which which really was the brainchild of this Matt uh, McLeod and Karen Graneman, who uh, runs the university club at MSU, uh, it was really Karen and Matt that came up with Dapper Dads, and last year they raised uh, over uh, a million dollars. It's a huge event. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and you, next year will be our tenth year. I think yeah. the whale's been a Dapper Dad. I think. I think. Well, I think he was like the, the <laughs> lowest performing. I'm sure. Yeah, he did terrible. But. That doesn't help that he's not a dad. No, <laughs> I, I think I think he was he's a puppy dad. Yeah. <laughs> so, was there a moment in the 150 years that? A very dark moment, not to bring us all down, but a, a point, a point in the in the, the, the depression, or at some point where you thought, "Man, I, we well, don't think this is." I think continue. if you look at the pictures in the book, you'll see that there was a darkness to the store 
during that. It's interesting. The storefront, I actually looked dark. There's some pictures in the 20s, 30s, early, you know. And I just suspect maybe it was a reflection of the times, you know. Um, Because I'm sure over the course of 153 years, if you think about how many, just the stock market alone, I mean, the sick, it goes up and down. And there's, you know, the the depression was, was, was fierce, but there's a lot of other eras that were tough, you know, wars and, uh, um, you know, just different things throughout the history of the country that would be reflected in business. And so it's just amazing when you think about, when you put it in historical perspective, how many things that this store endured over the course of 150 plus years, um, you know, and they didn't have the resources back in the turn of the century that we have today, the computers, the, mm-hmm. I mean, it was so much was done manually. And, uh, and I just think what I, I might try and picture Henry, you know, the horses, I mean, they didn't have cars, it was horse and buggy. And the story goes that Henry used to sell his wares, you know, off the back of a horse and buggy uh, before he had a, a brick and mortar store. So and we have pictures where, uh, People used to tie up their horses uh, yeah, in the, the store. There, there's pictures in the store yeah. showing how people tied up their horses before they came in. You know, the earliest picture that we have of the Lansing store was 1869. And, um, I mean, the, the the people out in front of the store were not sure who they were, but they look, they're they kind of ruffian looking. You know, <laughs> it's just amazing that it, that it developed into Must have been legislators. a high end. <laughs> yeah, it might have been legislators. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it, it's it's kind of fun. It's part imagination, but um, but they did something, you know, that was lasting. And and I have to credit. I really do think I have a feeling that there's just a very tight or close. I bet David is very much like his great grandfather in a lot of respects. I think there's a tight family you know, that carried that type of a bond. Somebody was telling me, somebody that wrote an article on the store when we hit on our 150th said she did some research and it was less than one half of 1% of businesses make it to fourth generation Hmm. in the, I mean, Matt, I mean, that's like minuscule. It's just amazing, really. Well, I mean, this is maybe stereotypical, but there there always just seems like there's a a drop off from one, from the founding, the founding father to each generation. It's just done a little less well, or they get a little farther away from the principles. But the fact that you were, you basically trained at the the knees of of your grandfather and your father, it's Mm -hmm. no matter what we do in life, I think you have to have a passion. And you have to enjoy it. Maybe not every day, but most days. And you just, it can't be really work for you. It just has to be something you do, mm-hmm. even if you weren't paid for it. And that's that's where I've been, and that's where I am today. I just really enjoy what I do. But it's mostly because of the people that I'm lucky enough yeah. to work with. And like, that's that's the secret sauce for us, is mm-hmm. it's the people. I always tell that to my son, Cooper. When he, when this, this could all be yours when you, when you yep. someday. <laughs> we I can't did, wait to work I'm for now Cooper. Yeah, you, you don't want to work with, for Cooper. <laughs> so if we had the ability to phone someone in, we're working on this, te- this technology in our, in our high-tech podcast, I would, I would dial up my wife right now because she asked me to ask this question. Why don't you sell women's clothes? We have. We have. And... Uh, it's, she would like you to again. Well, if <laughs> she, she wanted, can she work? <laughs> would she like um, I don't know the women's business. Yeah, that's a tough. We, we, we've certainly put our toe in, in the water in, in the past years. 
uh, it's a different, uh, it's, it's a whole different uh, dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, in New York, 7th Avenue, it, it's, uh, that's probably the most stressful area is buying women's things. And then the other most stressful part is selling it. <laughs> and so um, women are tough. Men are easier. And um, I, I did try the women's business, but many, many years ago. And then we decided, you know what, let's stick with what we know. And so we got out of it. Good rule of thumb. Well, I want to thank you both Great. for stopping by this afternoon. It's been a pleasure yeah. to learn about learn about this business, both from reading it, reading Matt's book, but also this conversation. Uh, we've been talking with uh, David Kozacek and Matt McLeod from Kozacek's. Uh, we'll be right back. We dare not look behind us, but there's that be before. We are coming, Father Abraham, 300,000 more. We are coming, we are coming, our union to restore. We are coming, Father Abraham, with 300,000 more. We are coming, Father Abraham, with 300,000 strong, 300,000 strong, 300,000 strong. Well, who knew that these guys were like blood brothers? I know, I think. That should have been the podcast. Look at Joe to come sell suits. Yeah, yeah. You're all spiffy. You know. <laughs> you, you could handle the I casual Friday department. The thing, though, the is... customer service would get me. I couldn't. <laughs> yes, it would. No. <laughs> Gotta be a people person. I was... Sit around and yeah. put together colors and stuff. I'd love that. I was thinking that. Was, the minute he said you have to love people, I thought, well... Joe's out. <laughs> yeah, me too. I thought that too. Yeah. No, I was, I was thinking about it. Are we recording now? We are recording. Oh, am I on? You are on... Yeah. Am I on? Test, Look, everyone, test. Is, Nikki, everyone, is Matt on? Everyone's on. We're on. Okay. Excellent. But yeah, they, he was awesome. That was fun. Yeah. Was I, fun. yeah. You could totally do this because you are snazzy. You are, you are snazzy. snazzy. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's a very famous documentary about um, some store in New York. And basically, there's this woman that I desperately want to go see because she will have you walk in and she's a personal shopper and she will look at you and be like, Oh my God! You know, go put anything on other than what you're wearing, and, <laughs> and that's exactly the experience I want to have. Well, no, it's sort of like she will tell you it. It doesn't matter that it looks like crap on you. It's better than what you walked in here with. <laughs> and I, she's a tough love shopper, but I need that kind of straight talk expressed. You dress and, very nicely, very professionally uh, and smartly, and well, but the she like are. she puts okay. it together, and I could see Joe if Kazachek's added that dynamic where you have a personal shopper that's just going to tell you, "Oh my like god!" The Fud Bruckers of men's fashion. Yeah. The, or, what? <laughs> is that, isn't that the restaurant where you go, go and people yell at you? I don't think they do that at Fud Bruckers. <laughs> what's the, What's the one where they yell at you? You sit down, and the waitress comes and yells at you and tells you what a jerk you are. Isn't that a thing? Am That's I the thing, that? but I, I think Fuddruckers is just like a hamburger <laughs> restaurant. Right. Sorry. And Joe would be like, look, you look stupid. That shirt is <laughs> right. stupid. Those shoes are stupid. It's the dumbest, dumbest combo I've ever you seen. You could fi- probably find a clientele that would be into that, though. Like Stephanie. Well, if I... They're on Craigslist. Yeah, if I win the Mega Millions, maybe I'll... Buy a store, fill it with suits, and yeah. yell at people. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, never, you'll never see me again. 
I, I, I admit I am a little envious that the fashion guy was sitting here and he looks at me and he looks at Joe and he goes, now, Joe, you're dressed very nicely. <laughs> like, you look great. That's... You were out of, you were out of his island. Yeah, right. <laughs> he didn't get a good look at it. He, well, he could probably sniff out the fact that that was not a Kazuchek's bow tie. Yeah. Probably. And that he's I like thought, well, that's not? No, I, I found it this morning and I put it on and it was just, I, I it, it was too thin. Really? Yeah. The, the bow was a little too small for what I, for what I wear these days. So I took it off and put on a different one. That's probably exactly what happened. You probably well, knew it. that wasn't a Kostachuk's tie. Yeah. Keep it in 20 years. It'll be back. Thin bow tie will be back. Everything and comes back. You can back. wear your fedora yep. and your thin bow tie. You should start wearing hats if I you want to. start wearing hats? You said you wanted to. I'm not going to be the one guy that wears a hat. You should. My son Don wears hats everywhere. See? And no. bow ties. If I, if I wore a hat, could I pose in front of an American flag? <laughs> That's cute. Don is the only child in America older than his parents. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that was fun. I, I, I enjoyed talking to those guys and, and learning about it. The thing that was, I, was interesting is he was talking about how he talked about how his store and stores like his have gotten more successful yeah. in the internet age. Because I, I looked, they don't sell anything on their website. You can't buy a pair of socks um, at the Kazachek's website. You can learn what brands they have. There are pictures of things that they have. they got pictures of their team and kind of you know different things, but you can't buy anything. And you almost, it just flies in the face of what everyone you think about in today's economy about you have to be selling stuff online. Yeah. Well, they're, they're very good at what they do, which is the, the interaction. The, I mean, I, I was sitting there. They weren't selling us anything, and I wanted to walk down the street and buy a suit. Yeah. Me too. I, they yeah. don't even sell anything well, I could wear. I just want to go in the store now. <laughs> I haven't even ever been in the store. Oh, it's a cool store to it, go yeah, into. It really sounds cool. like it is. Yeah. Well, you can get something for Robert. When's Robert's birthday? November 18th. Oh, Coming up. Mark your calendars, cold oatmeal listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Another birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Any big Halloween plans coming up? What do the boys do on Halloween? I take them trick-or-treating. And I'm in for a treat this year myself because uh, so so the boys' cousins moved in recently within the last year, um, seven houses down. So my, my wife's sister and her husband and their children um, now live seven houses down, which has been great. Um, they're, they get along. Like our kids, they're roughly the same age. They're a little younger than our boys, but they all get along great. Um, but apparently they told, they told mom... Uh, that their mom that for Halloween they want to go trick-or-treating with Uncle Nick so now I'm not taking just my boys but I'm taking six children Jeez. Um, wow. the oldest will be six years of age um, trick-or-treating um, up and down about 300 houses in how many beautiful will, how many will return yeah <laughs> what are the what are the costumes this year well so Asher is going to be a criminal Asher loves <laughs> jails <laughs> And That's prisoners. Awesome. That's awesome. So he's got a prisoner outfit with a ball and chain around his foot. He just loves, he's just always, one, one of the first books he ever picked out for himself that he wanted us to read him was A, a History of Alcatraz. I kid you not. Oh. And so this is, he picks this out once a month or so for his bedtime story. He wants us to read, you know, six or seven or eight pages out of the, the History of Alcatraz. Has he seen The Rock yet? Yeah, no. <laughs> but someday that'll be fun. Now, I, I don't let them watch R.A.D. movies just yet. Um, so he's going to be a prisoner and then Carter is going to be a ninja for the third straight year, but they grow so fast that this will also be his third different ninja costume mm-hmm. Oh, nice! in the last three years. What he's, about? he's precious because he'll last about a half a block 
And he's done this a couple of years in a row where he'll just look up at me and goes, Daddy, I'm out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what are you, like 70 years old? You're out of gas? You haven't got any pep? You know, but I'm out of or gas. Have some sugar. <laughs> right. Yeah, eat some candy, kid. So I have to bring him home and then keep going. But What about uh, Owen Cooper? Well, we have a tradition where we go with a, uh, a friend, one of Owen's friends from from daycare back when they were nine months together. Wyatt comes over with his parents mm-hmm. and we split up duties and one, two of the parents stay back. And, and you hate, I hate, you it, hate I, all, you hate all. I of hate it. all things Halloween. <laughs> and the bad part is that up until last year, we had successfully convinced the boys that there was no trick or treating that happened beyond our street. And so you didn't really have to turn the corner, <laughs> just turn around and go back home after about nine houses. And we'll do hit the seven houses on the other side of the wow. street. We're in and out. 25 minutes. We're back home. Would you rather be the candy giver or the guy leading them around the neighborhood? I I, I do. The, I would prefer to give the candy. Okay. Because I I just get tired of saying stop eating candy. <laughs> stop. They're stop. eating what? on the road. Oh, C- Cooper eats from the second he gets his oh, wow. first delivery. He Why is, do you tell them to stop? I don't. I feel like I should. It's Halloween. <laughs> I don't know. So, I, so they actually, this is the first time and probably the last time they've ever te- come together in any kind of sort of teamwork to work together. They came up with the idea of dressing as a as a team. And Owen or Cooper is going to be kind of a black magician, kind of like a like he's got this hat with like a skull, like a top hat with like skull and bones around it. And he's going to be kind of scary magician guy. And Owen is going to dress up like a gigantic white bunny and be the bunny that comes right. out of Cooper's hat. Awesome. And so Brenda found a bunny costume online and it is it's a gigantic white puffy thing with ears and a nose. And Cooper just keeps saying because it's very fuzzy. Cooper's like, I can't wait for Halloween because I'm just going to cuddle with Owen the whole time. He's so <laughs> soft and warm. I won't need to wear a coat. I'll just cuddle with Owen. Treasure these moments. That's so sweet. Right. Yeah. The next they, they immediately then jumped to next year's costume, which is going to take us a little bit of time. Um, Brenda introduced the Seinfeld reference, the, the dingo, the dingo, <laughs> H.O. baby. Um, and Owen, Cooper decided that Owen will dress up like a dog, uh-huh. the dingo, and Cooper will dress up like a baby with <laughs> blood all over him. <laughs> he will be the baby that the dingo has just eaten. Oh, awesome. my gosh. Yeah, so I can't wait for Halloween that's 2019. Good. That might be one. I, that might be one I look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to let him go an extra block next maybe, year? Maybe. Show off. Is Don trick-or-treating? No, but he has to dress up for a Halloween band concert. Uh-huh. So he is going as, I believe, the 12th Doctor Who. They're the 11th or the 12th Doctor. Is, is that the the new one, the girl? No. Okay. No, I, I don't know. It's the 11th or the 12th. I, I can't keep them straight. Oh. And his friend is going as the whichever one he's not. So all I had to do was spring for some kind of a long coat and a gadget that makes noise. I think it's a screwdriver. Yes, oh, it is yeah. a screwdriver. So are you two, and I'm looking at Nikki and Joe, are you two still young enough that you do Halloween, adult Halloween parties? Do you do those? No. Okay. First of all, I never have been able to because my husband hates Halloween. So oh, I've been missing out my whole life. Hmm. And it's Excellent. his fault. I'm not bitter about it. I Joe. don't go because I, I love Halloween, but I don't like people people <laughs> so yeah i don't go to i think i think i have the opportunity to go to parties do you pass out candy i love passing out candy i do too yeah no it's it's wonderful yeah i was really pleased that i didn't have to go to the thing that you guys are doing in detroit the day after halloween because i was like that's gonna ruin my candy distribution thing that i yeah that's I okay do. with me. Out. do you dress I love up your Halloween. dog no no okay <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I did put, or no, I didn't do it. For the 4th of July, she did have a headband on. So I'm not against putting a headband on her, but I wouldn't put uh, a full costume like on her. Like a coat and a I wouldn't do the whole shirt. Thing. And yeah. plus, she would probably hate it. We should have asked David about dog fashion. Dog yeah. fashion. Dog fashion. Well, you have been listening to... Uh, the Cold Oatmeal Podcast, David Kazacek of Kazacek's and Matt McLeod, the general manager of, Ka- manager of Kazacek's, um, joined us for this episode. Thank you for listening. You can always find us on iTunes and at reststrategies.com. Listen to Brian and Pete and Nick, and we will talk to you next time. Stay safe.